Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Brad from Direct Mail 2.0. Brad, it's really nice to have you on. Hey, Brad, thanks for having me and happy to be here, especially talking to a guy with the same name. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really exciting. And I'm excited to have you on. So maybe for those listening today, you can just tell me a bit about yourself, your company, who you guys are and what you're up to. I am the CEO and co-founder of DirectMail 2.0. We are a direct mail technology company. And basically what we do is we leverage digital or omni-channel marketing with a direct mail campaign. The premise is if you see something eight to 12 times, the likelihood of engagement increases dramatically. So with one piece of mail in your mailbox, that's one that's one impression, right? So we follow up and target those exact same mail receivers with eight to 16 additional impressions. And we see almost a 50% lift in conversions as a result of that. And we provide this service end to end. But that being said, we do not print or mail anything. We are an add-on service for people already doing direct mail. You have a really cool story of how you started this venture. For the audience's sake, I'd love to... Some of the highlights of that, because I thought it was really neat. Sure. So it's it's an interesting, and when I say long story, it's the story started in the early 90s. I was in a family business where we did wholesale distribution of VHS and CDs. And as technology changed, we started selling them online like everyone else. And we moved to DVDs and Blu-rays. And then, of course, everybody knows what happened. I don't know anybody buying CDs or DVDs anymore. The business was disrupted, regardless of our moving through distribution channels and going completely online, selling these packaged media products. And I rode the business up over 25 years from a million dollars in sales all the way up to $25 million in sales. We had 25 employees, I'm sorry, 55 employees, and... uh, I had the pleasure of riding it back to zero. And during that descent back to zero and being disrupted by technology, I said, listen, I'm going to, I'm mid-career here. I've got to have another game. I got to have another business and whatever it is, it's not going to be disruptable. And I had connections in the community. And in fact, my partner in this business, Joy Genduza Postcard Mania, she had worked for me and was one of our top salespeople selling VHS back in the day. And she started a print marketing business and she's like, hey, I got this idea and I wanna spin it off and it's a technology thing. And my ears perked up and I'm like, tell me about it. And we worked out a deal and I had some great input and it was spun off from her print company and hence was DM2O was born. It's it's about a five-year-old company. We've got 20 employees. We have over 300 resellers selling our direct mail marketing platform. And it's not disruptable because anything that changes in direct mail, I'm sorry, in in digital marketing, I can add to a direct mail campaign and make it better. No more disruption for Mr. Kugler over here. I love that. And I'd love to just dive into a little bit of how your growth model looks like and all that. And it's very unique, you know, how you're growing and you're selling through the printers and all that stuff. 
But maybe you could just give us a lay of the land of what that looks like. Sure. We have this platform that is an agency in a box. All right. A lot of direct mail companies that have been selling direct mail are noticing a slight resurgence because of digital fatigue. When I say digital fatigue, everybody gets 10,000 digital messages a day. And obviously most of them you don't even notice. This isn't to be a, a, a slight on digital marketing. It's here to stay. But what's happening is with this digital fatigue, people are trying other avenues of marketing. They're trying direct mail. So we have this agency in a box platform that allows printers to leverage the power of digital marketing along with their print campaign. So they sell it as an add-on service. So rather than going directly to businesses and checking if they sell direct mail and then trying to sell them this product and then coordinating with their printer, we license printers who then resell it to their customers. So we have this, I guess, quasi sales army that has thousands of clients selling direct mail and they sell our service as an add-on. This has allowed us to grow pretty quickly in the last five years. It is a niche market that we sell to printers and agencies that specialize in direct mail, but it's worked and enabled us to grow the company from nothing to almost $5 million in five years and do so profitably because of this niche and because of a, use, leveraging their sales force. That's really cool. As we think about like long-term, short-term goals you're working towards when it comes to driving growth, what are some of those? What are the things you're thinking about right now? Where do you want to get to next year? Obviously, my goal is to grow 30 to 40% a year and do that organically, not with acquisition or cash infusions from VCs. We, we, I am old school that I believe in profits and growing out of profits rather than dilution or massive debt. And we've done that successfully over the years. It can be done with a tech company. It is not impossible. So I like that. And one of the things is staying innovative. So if there is a new digital technology for marketing that is having some success in the general marketing world, I can easily incorporate that or add it to a direct mail campaign. And I'll give you an example of that. Some of the things we're working on right now that haven't been released is everybody has these digital assistants, the Amazon Alexa, the Google Nest, et cetera, the Apple HomePod. They're getting into the advertising world and we can easily add that. You get a piece of mail, the mail says, say blah, blah to your device. The device then expounds with more info or asks if you would like to be redirected or get sent a text or an email with a link for a coupon. Obviously, we do this stuff already with social media targeting. We do QR codes. We do SMS. So anything that people use in daily marketing, we've already incorporated with direct mail. So the beauty of this is a the farthest thing from a static product. It's constantly being updated with the latest marketing technologies and features. And just to give you a growth pattern, when the company first started five, six years ago, we had three features. It was mail tracking, track your mail like a package, call tracking. We track the calls that come in as a result of the direct mail, and then Google retargeting. All right. Today we have 13 features of different marketing platforms that can be a la carte or done all together. And the lift that it provides the direct mailers is now, it's not theoretical, it's almost guaranteed. And there's no guarantees in marketing, but this is about as close to a guarantee as possible. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. 
when it comes to your own like customer acquisition and growth, is it how does that work? Is it you cold calling people or are you using your own product? Is everyone inbound? What does that all look like? We absolutely use our own product. We use our own platform to do our own direct mail marketing. But again, there's not just one way to market. So besides doing direct mail campaigns and using our own product, we found it very successful to do educational webinars on basically marketing technology. This is what we immerse ourselves in. We've become experts in this. We talk to many different brands and verticals. So we're like a central hub of information. And we take this expertise we've garnered over the years and we do a monthly webinar, usually with partners or other uh, people that may have different experiences than we do or different knowledge. And we invite anyone to these webinars. And then that is our main lead gen besides the direct mail. And of course, we're back into doing trade shows and customer visits again. Yeah, totally. So you do your own stuff, trade shows, customer visits, and then this webinar strategy. And it sounds like what you're doing is creating a resource that once a month you share stuff. And then maybe throughout that month and with partners, inviting people to that to build up the attendance and all that stuff. Absolutely. And besides it being perpetual content on our website, it also is a good training for our resellers and our partners because the information we give is valuable to anyone that's got a business that wants to market their business or anybody that's already using our product that wants to improve their ability to deliver for their own customers in terms of marketing. Absolutely. What is like any other content look like? Are you doing anything with blog posts or... TikTok or LinkedIn or any other forms of content? That's a good question. All of our, we do a lot of social media. We have someone full-time posting social media for us and their different marketing tidbits or hi to this person or get to know our staff. So there's a constant social media, mainly on LinkedIn, Facebook. We have our own Facebook group of our resellers or people can ask questions in a non-competitive way, get information or benchmark best practices for other users of our platform. We do magazine articles in, in printing and marketing magazines as content contributors. Obviously that's valuable to generating new business leads, but And things like I'm doing with you. I come on podcasts for CEO and founders and tech and marketing people almost whenever I can. It's all about getting the message out and casting a wide enough net and the leads or the interest continues to flow in. Absolutely. What is the measurement of all this looks like? Is a lot of it like you just do it and then overall seeing growth or are you measuring each thing very specifically? What are your thoughts on all that? We measure everything. We measure everything, but it's usually after the fact. If I said, hey, we're going to do the printing United trade show, it's not necessarily repeatable every quarter or every month. It's a trade show that's say that's every two years. So even though we measure everything, just because we see that some things are more successful than others doesn't mean that those specific things are scalable. We tried this with the webinar series. We said, what if we do two a month? We found it two a month, we got less attendance doing it every two weeks. And if we did it once a month, it became a regular thing. It became background noise and we didn't quite get the attendance. So there is some benefit to not just 
overcompensating, doing that one thing that was the most successful as you tend to dilute the results when that happens. So we're constantly looking for new things or trying things all the time, but we do measure and we tend not to repeat things that don't work. Now, that being said, we have done that and we've then gotten good results after a failure the first time. So I don't know that casting something off forever whether it's a specific trade show or a specific mailing, because it didn't work once doesn't mean it always won't work. Marketing is this mystical thing that doesn't always work the same way every time, even though repeated exactly the same way. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a very good point. And um, we're headed into a new year. I think this year is one where there's some uncertainty of the economy and all this kind of stuff going on. What are your things that you're thinking about as you're planning on growing, expanding all this stuff? What are thoughts around that? Are you launching new products? Are you tweaking strategy? What's your overall game plan there? All of the above, but I have to say that A, I love technology and I love marketing. So to be able to combine those two, and I tend to hobby horse on product development. So when we add a new feature to our platform, I love that R&D, that testing, and that, that overcoming of bugs, and then finally delivering a product. But we are concentrating on two big strategies. One is the uh, adapting to a more enterprise-level client, that client that needs and wants everything, and they tend to have the money and are willing to pay for it. So we are doing more to get to those enterprise clients and we're building features specifically for them. The other thing, which is really the most exciting thing is delving into the world of artificial intelligence in terms of marketing. We've all heard about the chat two bot. We've heard about Dolly. These are artificial intelligent products that create content and create creative and I have, you know, all all artificial intelligence is based on huge amounts of data, okay? You cannot create an intelligence without a data set that is just absolutely enormous. And one thing that I have over the last five years is I've created a direct mail marketing data set that encompasses over 150 different verticals, over 750 million pieces of mail, almost a billion ad impressions, as well as the engagements. So I'm working on the first ever direct mail artificial intelligence propensity model. And people go, what is that? That's a mouthful. So imagine you are a landscaping company and you do direct mail every quarter for seasonal landscaping business. But I have information on a hundred other businesses and what they've done in terms of their creative, in terms of the font size, the image size, what were they directing to a phone number? Were they using QR codes? And then all of the engagements as a result of those campaigns. And I can compress that data and I could tell that landscaping guy, hey, if your image is 90% image and 10% text and you use a certain font size and you make the phone number a certain size and you direct them to a shorter website URL, you are 10% more likely to get a conversion. If I can tell any vertical that, how valuable is that information? You know, And nobody's doing this and nobody has the database for this. So this may take me some time to build, but I will be the only one with a artificial intelligence, direct mail propensity model. 
I love it. That's super exciting. And I'm definitely going to be watching out for it. That'll be great when it comes out. Yes, I'm excited too. Absolutely. Brad, it's been amazing to have you on the podcast. Appreciate you sharing all your wisdom and insights on growth and strategy and business here today. It's much appreciated. Anytime, man. I love talking about this stuff. I'm a marketing geek myself. Absolutely.